you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast, on Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod, or all comedy t shirts.com. Email us at Tinfoil Hat Pod at gmail.com. Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Hey, man, where's hey, the man. truth there, dog? Tinfoil Hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? And welcome to Tin Foil Hat. Uh, you know who we are. You know who we're here to be. Joining us in studio hey. is a uh, good friend of the show. She's been on the Patreon podcast a ton of times. Uh, we really enjoy her here. And she's been kind enough to help us with booking guests. And she's that's why I'm very happy she's joining us. Please welcome Allie Holmstrom. <laughs> yes. Alley Cat. The Alley Cat. Ellie, thank you for coming on. Uh, we always enjoy getting the ladies on the show because I don't know why women... I think there's a lot of women in the conspiracies. I just don't know if it's as much as men are. And Do you have a thought on why that happens? I have no idea. It's, it's just a very... I, I don't know the numbers, so I can't say that there aren't a lot of women interested in No, I think in there it. are. I yeah. just think it's a male-dominated... Sure. And I don't know why, but it's interesting. Right. So whenever we do meet some ladies into it we love to encourage them and tell them how much we appreciate them on the show so thank you thanks yeah uh guys your support of the show has been amazing uh the uh patreon is awesome if you want to check out and support the show check out patreon it's tim it's patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat uh we have an amazing episode about to drop uh what it probably already dropped mm-hmm. jessa reed it's an amazing story about just basically how the universe works it blew my mind. Didn't expect it to uh, uh, go like that. And then check out allcomedyt-shirts.com for all of our new t-shirts and out. With that, I'd like to introduce our guest. I'm very excited to have him on. I've been following for a very long time on uh, Twitter, uh, on YouTube, uh, through all my favorite different uh, outlets where I get what quote-unquote alternative news is. I just think it's anti corporate news whether it's rt or and such like that uh this is a man who in my opinion walks a walk he doesn't just talk talk he walks a walk and we're gonna get into his life and what he's doing right now please welcome uh a man who seeks the truth and fights for those who can't fight for themselves please welcome kenneth o'keefe everybody please welcome to the show thank you very much oh, well thank you very much for having me brother respect to you and uh, your crew out there I, I enjoy what you guys do oh thank you so much man that means a lot to me you are without a doubt an inspiration on somebody who is uh really to me laid his life changed his life to fight against injustice and how uh the tyranny of the world yeah. so it starts i don't know I, it was just always kind of different for me but you know eventually later on I, I was just as brainwashed as everybody else really you know i joined the marine corps at 19 i was ready to kill or be killed and wow. uh, something happened to me in the marine corps that really woke me up and uh, it unlocked my mind it unlocked the indoctrination and i started to voraciously study independently and basically realized everything I had been taught was a lie. <laughs> so that that set me on my course, really, which which has been a very unique course for sure. You know, the whole thing in the military is to follow orders, no question, move forward, and you didn't do that at all. You actually, to the point where they dismissed you, is that correct? 
Well, I, no, I was, uh, well, so what I did was, yes, I spoke out about abuse of power. Uh, you know, one of the things they teach you in the Marine Corps is leadership by example, honor, integrity, never leave a man behind. The mission is bigger than the self, attention to detail. And, you know, I took that stuff seriously. And uh, my superiors were violating their position of power, and I committed a mortal sin in the Marine Corps infantry, no less. I was in the grunts. Um, and uh, I bypassed my chain of command, and I reported them for what they were doing. And because I believed in honor, uh, uh, we found out they had been reported. They wanted to know who the hell did this. And uh, I remember very, very well when they sent it down the chain of command to find out who did this. Uh, you know, I remember putting my hand up and saying, yeah, I did it. And uh, boy, oh boy, did my life uh, transform in an instant. You know, I went from being a very respected Marine who did my job very well uh, to being hated with a passion by the staff NCOs. We're talking to hardcore and enlisted Marines, you know, 10, 20, 30 years in Marine Corps who hated me. And, uh, you know, if people have ever worked for a boss that hated them, you know, well, then amplify that about 10,000 times and you can imagine uh, how unpleasant it was for me. Um, and, and it was either time to up or or wither away and die, quite frankly. It was very, very, very tough, but it made me uh, very strong. And I realized I was wrong about the Marine Corps, so what else am I wrong about? Hmm. And that's when I got out of the Marine Corps. I vowed I'd never give up my freedom again, which I haven't. I have exercised my freedom to the hilt ever since. And uh, and I, 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 my mind was unlocked, and I could see, you know, history, everything we're being taught is just total bullshit. Hmm. Uh, pretty much the opposite of the truth. As you've gone out and tried to spread awareness of the injustice and tyrannies of the world, do you still have a part of you that loves the the country that you grew up in? No, I, there, there is a love there. You know, I mean, there are a lot of beautiful things about America. Uh, you know, I, I, I am a product of that country. One of the great things is that we're raised with the idea that we can aspire to achieve anything. You know, we can all become president. You know, I don't want to be fucking president, yeah, but I mean, you know, we, sure. can, we can do anything, right? Sure. This is kind of unique, you know. Most of the world does not uh, grow up with this kind of attitude or belief that you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So that's just one thing, but there's so many good people in America. Um, I want to see America actually achieve what it says it is, you know. Uh, at the same time, I am from planet Earth, you know, you know I <laughs> care about all humanity. I care about this beautiful planet of ours. You know, the, the planet uh, doesn't know national borders. You know, when we spray chemtrails and use depleted uranium and fracking and destroy the, the water and uh, pollute the river and the oceans and whatnot, it doesn't really matter what we write on our map. You know, it, it's the whole planet. It's one entity and it houses all of us. It's our mother. And we should be treating our mother with respect, not shitting all over her. Uh, and, you know, so I have an allegiance to my entire family, but I do have a love for the U.S. Uh, I have a love for the people. It's a beautiful country, and uh, I want to see it actually be uh, the greatest. Not the greatest uh, destroyer of life, invader, and occupier, <laughs> and imperial force, but, you know, a great force for good. And uh, we can be. We still have that opportunity. But make no mistake about it, you know, the United States is being imploded. Mm. And uh, if the American people really love their country, they need to stop giving that fucking flag and actually do something significant and stop waiting for a savior, whether it's Donald Trump, 
Barack Obama or whoever else, man. It's the people that are going to be the savior, not some individual. I couldn't agree with you more. But to think that Donald Trump is any different than Barack Obama when they're playing the same uh, field is, is a joke to me. And how people attack Donald Trump but then revere Obama is kind of uh, disgusting to me. And for me, I, I, maybe I'm dancing with fire, but I have to expose all these people for what I believe is hypocrisy and tyranny. And I get called words like sexist and racist and all this stuff when I am not at all. I actually fight for injustice. I fight for, I fight for everything you talk about in that to make America the greatness that we see, we have to expose its ugliness, its warts, its, its uh, tyranny. And, and that could be really hard. Why do you think people can view somebody like, let's say they'll, they'll look at you when you wanted to burn your passport and all that stuff and think you are so un-American as I, well, as I talk to you, I realize exactly how much you, you love your country. Uh, why do you think they, they push back on you so hard? Well, the first thing I have to say to that is that it's really changed over the years. I mean, 15 years ago, yeah, most Americans, especially in the military, would have said, uh, what a total jackass and thought I was a traitor and so on and so forth. But you know, uh, it, things have changed massively, uh, and this is part of what makes me very optimistic. You know, there, there's you're talking about there's there's really kind of two major segments of the human population. There's one that you know are often referred to as the sheeple, or they're you know unaware, unawake. They're not really thinking for themselves. They literally are in a high degree of mind control. Literally, I mean, literal mind control. Then you have the other segment of the human population, which is recapturing the ability to think for themselves. And these people are growing in number. And that's why I have less and less haters, you know, who will just brand me as some sort of traitor. Um, the unthinking people, you know, God love them, honestly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of reasons why people uh, intellectually and intuitively stay away from thinking for them themselves. Because... If you want to destroy your uh, career in the media or in the corporate world or in banking or you know in a lot of work environments, then go ahead and start talking 9/11 truth uh, to your colleagues. You know you you want to you want to become branded an anti-Semite. Uh, go ahead and speak the truth about who runs the financial system, the monetary system, which is enslaving all of us. You know you know intuitively. Uh, and you know intellectually that this is going to cause you a problem. So you stay away from that stuff because life is already difficult. And, and then you attack somebody like myself or other truth-tellers for speaking what is really very obvious for anybody who's got cognitive function in their brain and actually processes information independently. Because most people, as it stands, are really just programmed, like a software program that you install on a computer we are programmed and literally mind controlled but deep down subconsciously we know things aren't right and guys like us who speak the truth um yeah we're irritating for many but uh you know whatever i i don't pander to those people i i you know I, and i don't hate them god love them honestly they will come around but the truth teller is the warrior of our and we need warriors in this time we really do we need people who are not going to bow who are going to speak the truth and the most uncomfortable truths, the ones that hurt the most, those are the most important of all. The ones that make us good and great, you know, those are nice, but 
they're not the ones that really challenge us and make us grow and become better men and women. It's the ones that hurt uh, that are really the ones that we need to listen to more than anything else. What was the idea behind try attempting to burn your passport twice? Well, the thing to know about burning the passport is that uh, I didn't just go and burn the passport. That was the end result of a process in which the United States did respect the human right of self-determination. Now, if you look at citizenship like I did, you'll realize that that is a contract. We are entered into a contract at birth. If you're born in the U.S., then you become a U.S. citizen. Now, there's a whole lot. I could go on for hours about this, this subject as a whole, but I'll cut it short, basically. In order for a contract to be valid, anyone can understand this. You don't need to be a lawyer. You need to enter into that contract of your own free will without duress. Now, I looked at the contract of citizenship and I saw that, okay, this involves supposed rights under the Constitution and whatnot. You have rights and then you have obligations. Now, those rights have been systematically destroyed to the point that the Constitution is pretty much worth the toilet paper that you're wiping your ass with, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the rights have kind of gone out the window. And, and then we look at the obligations, and among the obligations, although technically you're not required to pay federal income tax if, if the Constitution was, you'll go bankrupt trying to defend your right not to pay federal income tax. And even though the IRS has no tax code and videos are out there and you know people can research this stuff, you will be attacked if you don't pay federal income tax. Now, when you pay federal income tax, you are effectively paying for mass murder. You are paying for countries to be invaded, for people to be tortured, and for war crimes and crimes against humanity to be committed. People are dying from depleted uranium use, and generations are being destroyed because mutants are being born because of depleted uranium. In fact, in Fallujah, uh, they, doctors in Fallujah are advising the, the women not to have babies because the birth defect rate has flown through the roof. Oh now, God. look. I looked at this issue of the social contract that is citizenship, and I said to myself, listen, I don't agree to the contract. I'm not paying for mass murder. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna give you one penny for that. Wow. And while I was an ex-Marine, uh, and I was willing to kill or be killed for you, I'm no longer willing to pay for that or involve myself in it. So I formally renounced my US citizenship, which is a lawful, peaceful process. I did that actually twice, and both times the U.S., and I did it within the boundaries, within the requirements of the United States system and within international law. I did it in a very sensible, mature way. The U.S. did not respect it. I had left the country, the stolen nation of Hawaii, where I lived, where I had a paradise life, my own business, two boats, living on the beach, making money, doing what I loved. I left the country, and still the U.S. was claiming me as a U.S. citizen, as if I was their property. And that is when I burned my U.S. passport. Really, as a statement of very clear facts, that I am not your property, I don't agree to the contract, and if the United States ever, ever had any kind of nobility and a leadership that truly reflected the values of the United States, and importantly, those who stuck their hand up under oath and said, I respect and will obey and I will honor the U.S. Constitution, if that ever happened, then I would be happy to come back and be a U.S. citizen again. But right now, all you have is a den of thieves, a bunch of traitors in the U.S. Congress who put their hand up and swore under oath to protect the U.S. Constitution, who have defiled that oath, and who are out now traitors, including Donald Trump, 
who has now sold $350 billion worth of weapons to Saudi Arabia, mm. the ideological and monetary financier for ISIS and Al-Qaeda before it. Treason, if you ask me. So I am not going to put myself in the company of those who've decided to commit treason. We're actively destroying the U.S. Constitution. I am not a U.S. citizen and will not be a U.S. citizen until the U.S. becomes an honorable nation once again. So the point that I'm making here is that I didn't just run off and burn my passport. Yes. It was a process that took me to that place. I uh, respect that, and I hope you understand that that's what I was implicated. I wasn't trying to say that you did it. Uh, you no, know, I, I, I take no offense, brother. I, I took no offense to the question. I, I'm happy for the opportunity. Thank you so much. To clarify, actually. So I want to get in to some of the stuff that you've been very vocal about. Uh, your thoughts on false flags. Well, that is the number one method used to manipulate humanity into a process of never-ending war. Uh, you know, it, it goes back uh, many millennia, I mean, to the burning of Rome. I mean, this is a very effective strategy that's been used time and time again. You've incited one or two examples. You know, uh, we can go back and look at history and we can see. Even, you know, there's various versions of false flags. Pearl Harbor, as an example, is a version of it, effectively, although an enemy did actually attack us. It wasn't our own intelligence services who attacked us in Pearl Harbor. Uh, as we know, and it has been admitted even on the History Channel, a total propaganda channel, but you know, it's acknowledged that Franklin Delano Roosevelt and uh, military brass at the highest levels had broken the Japanese codes. They knew full well that the Japanese fleet was coming, and uh, we sacrificed American sons and daughters by not informing them that there was a Japanese fleet coming so that the American people would be pissed off at the loss of American life that we would enter World War II, which there was no interest in. People don't realize this, but the Americans really didn't want to enter World War I. The Europeans have been doing this shit for centuries, but it took the Lusitania and it took events like this to get us into World War I. And then World War II, it took Pearl Harbor, because again, the Americans were saying, screw those idiots, man, they're always fighting. We just did World War I, now they're at it again. Uh, we've got a good thing going on over here in America. We don't need this. So you needed an event to manipulate people, and Pearl Harbor was it. And the president committed treason as well by not reporting this, by not allowing the six uh, the people in Hawaii to be informed, for our military to be informed and defend themselves properly. How many lives would have been saved had that happened? So it was more important to sacrifice American lives and get us into World War II uh, than to actually be true American. This has happened over and over again. You know it, I know it, and everybody who's thinking knows it. And 9-11 is the ultimate false event. And uh, if you speak the truth about that, uh, which is Israeli Mossad's fingerprints are all over it. Uh, you know, these things in historical terms have been the manipulators of us into never-ending war. But now, in my opinion, if you ask me about false flags, so many people know what they are now that I believe it's actually counterproductive for the powers that be. That it's actually waking up more, more people than it's manipulating every time they do it. And so therefore, in a way, it's become a gift because every time they kill Western people in their false flag bullshit in order to manipulate us to hating this group or whatever group, in their process of doing that, they're only engaging more people and awakening more people. So. Classically, it's been the manipulator into war. Now, I believe it's a liability and an agent to wake up more people. Now, 
I do not and will not bow to any kind of censorship, nor will I bow to the pressure that is put on you when you speak about taboo subjects. There is a classic quote which really pretty much says it all. You want to know who's in power? Find out who you can't criticize. And there can be zero doubt whatsoever. And if you understand the world the way I do, the financial system is the head of the snake. Why is it that Libya and Gaddafi was taken out? Let's look at all the nations that we target. There happens to be a unique and very, a, a very important pattern here. Let's look at the nations that we've attacked. Let's see, that would be uh, Iran, that would be Syria, that would be Iraq, that would be Libya, that would be North Korea. Guess what all these nations have in common? They don't have Rothschilds controlled banks. Guess what's the first thing they did in Libya when they took out Gaddafi? Literally, like the first thing that happened with the rebels that took over in Libya. They put in a central bank <laughs> controlled by, you guessed it, the Rothschilds. This is, uh, you don't get this anywhere else. Yeah, it's passion. It, is it passion. reminded me of a quote, actually, because we were talking about justice. Uh, Human progress is neither automatic nor inevitable. Every step toward the goal of justice requires sacrifice, suffering, and struggle. Mm -hmm. The tireless exertions and passionate concern of dedicated individuals. Martin Luther King Jr. For sure. So this passion that we talk about, though these people that are putting themselves on the front lines, Unfortunately, these are the people that back in the day, they either took a bullet to the head. Nowadays, you get called a pedophile, you get called an anti-Semitic, you get called an anti-Zionist or a Zionist or a shill or a Jew or whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, passion will speak for itself. And we've just met Ken, you know, for just a short amount of time, but I can, I'm not getting a vibe that somewhere in his drawer is a secret little stash with an armband, you know? Yeah. I don't see an anti-Semitic. At all. I yeah. see someone who loves everybody, and that's my opinion, too. And if you can't take truth to power, and he's totally right. You want to find out who, you know, you, who, who's in charge, find out who you can't talk about. And there is some definite talk about that. You know, there's some definite talk about that. We are so quick to demonize Muslims in this country yeah. because it fits the military-industrial complex. I mean, like... You want to find out some crazy shit? Find out, like, look into the Israeli art students, man. Look into those guys. Look into the fact that there are pictures of them loading up C4 all over that place. And then you want to look into who is the security company for the World Trade Center. Oh, they happen to be the exact same people who were, who were in charge of controlling the Oklahoma City bombing. And who is that company? The George Bush's cousin. It was the exact same company that covered that stuff. So this is real shit. Yeah. And when someone tells you you can't talk about this, it's it, that they're in fear. Yeah, it's important to give people information as opposed to just saying they and this. I'm glad that you brought up about the gentleman that bought the World Trade Center. Larry Silverstein purchased the World Trade Center complex, uh, what, just months, six weeks or so. He immediately purchased terrorism insurance on the buildings and requested if the building ever had an attack, the terms, quote, would be an instant cash payout. Oh, yeah. That shouldn't be something that you hear in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like triple sixes. And, and let me just say one thing, you know, which is important for, for, for your audience to know and, and for the truth. You know, listen, the, the thing that motivates me 
is a, a deep, deep love for this beautiful planet of ours and for all of humanity. And I honestly hate nobody. I don't hate uh, Jewish supremacists. I don't hate the psychopaths in the high positions of power. I don't hate America. I don't, I don't hate, you know, I have right. anger and rage for <laughs> sure, which any sane passion, human being dude. would feel. You have passion. If, you're, uh, if your child was uh, blown to bits by a bomb uh, and you wouldn't be angry about that, something's wrong with you. But it doesn't have to be my child blown to bits. You yeah. know, there are hundreds of thousands, in fact, millions of children who have been affected, uh, millions of people who have been killed. Uh, they may not be your direct family, but in my position, where I come from, that is part of my human family. And when part of my human family is being violated, then that bothers me and angers me. So what motivates me is a love of humanity right. and for this beautiful planet of ours and an absolute disdain and disgust for our capacity to throw it all down the toilet. Uh, we have a great blessing here. Americans had a great blessing too. There was a US Constitution which used to mean something and it's been flushed down the toilet. You're like little brats, we never valued what, we, what was handed to us because mm -hmm. I, I guess we didn't have to work for it. So I have love as the basis for what I do. I'm willing to risk my life because I am a person who will do what I feel is correct. And I'm not alone. There are plenty of people like me. And I will never feel alone in this world because I understand that fact. But make no mistake about it, this has nothing to do with hate. This has to do right. with love. Right. And when you love, you will risk your life and you will do whatever is required. You know, it, it's just sure. that simple. So your audience and I, I, I will be mischaracterized uh, because I, I, I give that opportunity to my enemies by speaking the truth. But at the end of the day, that is the truth. And that is why I do what I do. And that's why we respect your. Pa I don't think you're angry at all. I don't think mm -hmm. you're an angry person. I think that you have passion. And a lot of times and it happens with me a lot. When I get in discussions with people, I get very passionate and they take it as angry. And it's not anger at all. It is passionate and like my heart breaks. Do we, is there any hope for the future? You know, I mean, this is such an intense uh, topic. Do we, is there any light at the end of this tunnel? I absolutely, uh, listen, you, you know, it, it can go one of two ways. And I, I have seen this for, for a long time now. I mean, it's gonna go one of two ways and, and we're gonna decide it's this generation. <laughs> I disagree wholeheartedly with people who say not in my, not in my time or you know, no, 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 no. This generation right now, all of us and everyone out there listening, we're the ones that are gonna decide. It's our children and future generations who are either gonna say, God love our ancestors for doing what needed to be done or curse our ancestors Bye. for having been so cowardly that they didn't stand up to the tyranny and affect a world that gave us a future because we are threatening both. Now, if you ask me, I'm actually, I do recognize the very distinct possibility that we could destroy everything. We should not have any nuclear weapons in this world and every nation that has them should be sanctioned by the rest of the nations. Yeah. Right. First among them, the United States. Yeah. Why yeah. does any nation have nuclear weapons or any weapons of that nature? There is no room for that in my world. In the better world I see, there is no room for that. Unacceptable. And don't you dare use your weapons to hold to ransom the rest of the world. Every nation should be boycotted that has these weapons. We should be putting pressure on those nations that have them, chief among them our birth nation, the United States, but also Russia and China and all of them. But I don't see 
I don't see as the most likely possibility that we're going to destroy ourselves, although that is a distinct possibility. I am, in answer to your question, very optimistic. The rate of awareness and consciousness that is happening in this world right now is unparalleled. And if you believe in something called uh, the hundredth monkey, critical mass, the tipping point, morphic resonance, as it's called mm -hmm. by Dr. Rupert Sheldrake, yeah. there is a phenomenon which uh, science is unable to explain, which effectively says and shows that when a certain fraction, a certain percentage of a species comes into awareness about a certain knowledge that is beneficial to them, that at a certain point, that knowledge which is held with a very small minority, perp, it permeates, it poof, it expands mm -hmm. and permeates to all of the rest of the species. Now, if this phenomenon is real, and I absolutely believe it is, then that means that the masses, those that are asleep, those that are completely brain dead, mind controlled, they're not the ones that matter. The mm -hmm. ones that matter are that growing population, that growing minority of people who are becoming aware and recapturing the ability to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. It's us who matter. And we have the capacity to infect the masses with this way of thinking, this way of being what I consider to be true men and women. Because a true man or woman does not bow before a tyrant. Mm -hmm. A true man or a woman will stand proud and take whatever consequence comes their way because as birds are meant to fly, so too humans are meant to be free. And we're not living in a free state right now. We're living in a state of tyranny in which we are being enslaved through a financial system and our children are being born into this bondage in an even worse state than we have right now. And as men and women, we cannot rightfully look in the mirror and respect ourselves until we do what is required of us mm. to protect the interests of our children. And I don't know what higher duty we have. So I am optimistic, uh, genuinely optimistic. And I know a truth among all truths, this is the most powerful one of all. Those that are sitting at the top of the pyramid right now, those powers that be, those bastards, those psychopaths, son of a bitch motherfuckers who are running the world right now, actually, they have no power at all other than that which we have relinquished to them. And we can take that power back and we can create a better world. That is completely within our capacity. And when we decide to take responsibility for this world, that is exactly what we're going to do. So my answer to your question is that I'm optimistic, but we have much to do. And there is no savior coming to save us. We are the savior. And when we decide to exercise who we truly are, we're going to make a better world. I certainly hope that's what we do. Well, Mr. O'Keefe, I have to tell you that I've appreciated our conversation. I think if people need to hear your story and where you've gone, uh, I, I appreciate your passion, man. I don't know you personally, but I can tell you I got nothing but love for you, man. Um, you know, uh, you have walked the walk. You have talked to talk. You've walked the walk. And I think people need to hear your message. And I appreciate you coming on. We will not always agree on every term of everything, but I think you and I have a lot to, we agree on a lot of stuff that as a humankind, as a species, as mankind, we must come together and fight this tyranny of this 1% at the top. And uh, if we don't do that, we're gonna lose it. To, and there were generations that will wonder, why did we let this go? And uh, people like you are really laying on the line and like to get to know you and this this hour conversation that I'm sure I could talk to you for hours and hours, but the smile on your face that I've seen in this show uh, lets me know that there's a lot of love in your heart 
and you're you're a good person and you come from a place of love and your passion is against tyranny and that's what we should all get from what your hard work and you do lay it on the line and you are somebody who could, could have lost his life a thousand times but you still fight the fight and to you my friend I say I appreciate you and I hope you enjoy coming on our show and if there's ever a time down the line you have seen stuff that you think needs to get out we would love to have you come on the show again and discuss it we are honored to have you on you are what this show has been about and will always be about and why it was started tinfoil hat is to get people like your message out and we're a small show compared to all the great stuff that you've done so with that we say thank you very much for coming on we appreciate you my friend love and respect to you as well my brother and and my sister and uh, all of you there i i really appreciate it and uh listen it's our blessing to speak the truth no matter what the consequence uh it is a great blessing and we stand with god if you believe in god uh you know god wills us to do the right thing no matter what the consequences so uh, blessed are we who walk that path and uh, I thank you very very much love and respect to you seriously keep doing what you're doing uh, as I said I enjoy your program I really do I, I'm, I've listened to more than one and um, listen it would be it would be it would be a boring it would be an awfully boring world if we agreed on everything right. you know in this world in this upside down world of ours uh, we fight each other and oftentimes kill each other over the things we disagree in the world that I see, the better world that I see, and I'm not alone in seeing this world, in that world, we're gonna celebrate these differences. Yes. We're gonna look at other people who have different views and we're gonna say, wow, <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it that way. And I might say, ah, he's still full of shit, he's wrong, but, but you know what, I appreciate the different perspective and we will grow from each other and we become stronger and better and we will celebrate these differences in the better world I see. So thank God we don't agree on everything. That would be a boring fucking world, and I certainly don't want any part of that. Well, to you I say, rock on, homeboy. We are more alike than we are different, and I say that all the time. And uh, you are proof in the pudding, and I appreciate you. Happy trails to you, my friend. Be safe, and uh, please stay in touch. And we appreciate that you check out our little show. You know, people like you, you know, means a lot to us. So thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. <laughs>